Colorado sports leader, the team. o'clock. Thanks for joining us. Jim Davis show on the Team Sports Network in the Valley 1011 FM, 1340 AM along Highway 50, 102.1 FM. And we're always streaming. Get a mobile app by going to our website, theteam1340.com. Get your picks in for Pile Pigskin Pick'em powered by Kistner Motors. We're not doing the weekly prizes, but all the picks still count toward winning that uh, Traeger Tailgater Grill and the $500 gift card from course the, the the grill from fruit of country and the the gift card from played against sports in the valley plaza also have uh, another gift card you could win as well from played against sports to get your picks in at the team 1340.com championship sunday in the nfl chiefs at ravens lions at 49ers your predictions x-factor players who do you want to see in the super bowl in las vegas you can text or call us on the team line, 970-242-1340. All right, so Patchy Friday, we're starting the weekend together. Busy football weekend, busy sports weekend. Local. Very busy. Yeah, Colorado Mesa. Men's and women's basketball teams hosting their rivals, Fort Lewis tonight, right here on the Team CMU Sports Network. Seventh-ranked Maverick men, eighth-ranked Skyhawks. Should be a great one tonight. Coverage starts at 5.15. Uh, the women tip it at 5.30, men at 7.30 tonight, so... Anyway, you've got some uh, predictions on the uh, NFL championship game Sunday. Make sure you uh, get it into us this morning, 970-242-1340. Where in the world is Tyler France? And I'm assuming we're ready in a little bit. We right? are We are ready for uh, oh, okay, very good. Don't I don't expect it right now. Don't need it right now. No, no, no we're good. Just want to make sure that at some point we're ready to go. We, we are ready to go. Well, see, this is what happens. You get behind when, you, when you're over there crafting, when you, when you put the tinfoil hat on and you're coming with those... What about Bill Belichick to go, go be the defensive coordinator? Of the, Crazy of, conspiracy of the theories that I don't, what about, I, I what don't about even that? believe in. What do you think? What do you, what do you think about that? Just to throw it out there, you know, it's the it's the throw it at the wall and st- see what sticks approach. A bunch of monkeys in a cage is going to throw poo at the wall and see what sticks. Hey, the cosmic odds of getting, you know, a bunch of monkeys trained on typewriters and having them come up with Hamlet. Though slim, could still happen. Okay. Sure, you can you can use that as your uh, the, the the foundation you're trying to build your theory on. <laughs> the, the monkeys, if an, you put enough of them in a room together, they'll type out Hamlet. That means Bill Belichick could end up being the Buffs' defensive coordinator. Sure, I could I could see. I draw a straight line between those two things. I don't. It's so obvious. I don't know how I didn't come up with that. Being the, the simpleton that I am, how did I not figure that one out? All right, Sato three. You okay over there? I'm good. Okay, I'm good. Good. All right, let's uh, go around the NFL. The latest on the Broncos and the league. It's around the NFL on the Jim Davis Show. All right, let's let's start out. With um, the Broncos, okay, okay, yeah. okay. We're gonna start out with the, the Denver Broncos today. Yeah, oh, the yeah. Denver Broncos, our beloved Broncos. What they do this time? Well, this is all scuttlebutt and innuendo and rumor and bordering on tinfoil hat stuff. No, there's no rumor, by the way, that Belichick is going to be the. Next Broncos head coach. Or, or defensive coordinator or anything like that. Although, let's not kid ourselves. For as much as we may not like Bill Belichick in in Mile High, you know, in Broncos country. I would take him as the Broncos DC in a heartbeat. Over Vance Joseph? Are in you kidding me? I wouldn't, wouldn't even. I'd, like, I'd drive to Denver with cardboard boxes. Say, here, Vance, let me help you. I'd pick up Belichick at, free, at the airport. Let him stay in my house as long as he wants to. I'd whatever. I'd drive the guy around. I I what I do is since my brother works as a uh, aircraft mechanic at DIA, he has the uh, special badge that gets him, you know, the airport parking and whatnot. I'd I'd ask my brother, but hey, can we let uh, Bill Belichick use this for real quick? And he'd be like, he'd, he'd probably say no, but you know, yeah. 
Well, no, there's no truth that Bill Belichick's going to be the Broncos' defensive coordinator. It's though that has more traction potentially and 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 lives in reality closer than him being the Buffs' defensive coordinator. But neither thing's going to happen. But uh, according to ESPN's Jeremy Fowler, that he expects Russell Wilson to stay in division, not with the Broncos, but to end up with the Las Vegas Raiders. I was afraid you were going to say that. That uh, Fowler saying the the Raiders need a veteran. They're one of the Wilson's original teams he wanted to go to. This is an exec, some anonymous NFL executive telling this to Jeremy Fowler. Um, Remember back when Wilson wanted out of Seattle and Vegas was uh, the Raiders were one of the teams he wanted to go to. He had stayed in the AFC West, West Coast, and Wilson's wife, Sierra, could do a Las Vegas residency as a live performer. Okay, that's that's a conspiracy theory. That's a theory that? that's got a lot of basis in reality. A lot of things that kind of make sense. I mean, we I mean it, it does. It, it makes a lot of sense. It he is very supportive of his wife's career. And it addresses her her career. There, there'd be plenty of casinos that would hotels would love to have her do a residency. She'd make really good money. She wouldn't have to travel. But would you want to raise your kids in Las Vegas? There's plenty of nice places in Vegas that they could raise their kids. Huh? Yeah. There's not there's a lot of there's a lot of places. It's not like they're gonna stay there forever. It's not like it's gonna be a forever thing. It it would be one year and then well, I, I don't know how long, but you know, a couple of years you would like to think and See what it'll last a year. No, here's here's what it'll do. All right, it'll last a year. It'll be bad, and the Raiders will have a high enough draft pick that they'll take Shadur Sanders and crush my heart. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm not sure about in, any of those things, but not saying they couldn't happen. I, I think Wilson probably go there and be just fine. I think he'd probably be a good good guy to plug in there. I, I think they like Aiden O'Connell a lot, though, so I don't... And why wouldn't you go younger, guy's going to develop, going to just grow? And already showed, I think, this season that he can he can lead that team. They, they still have Jimmy Garoppolo under contract for this season. It looks like they're done with him. I mean, that's they, they signed him to the three-year, $72.5 million contract last year, but it looks like they're ready to to move on from him. I'm, I don't know. I'm not. I could see for the things that Fowler talks about here, the residency thing for Sierra, because that that is an important part of their life, her career. That would make sense. She could be there for the kids. She wouldn't have to travel, right? Go on tour or anything, make a lot of money. Rusk stay in the AFC West, and it makes some sense. But then, what do you do about Aiden O'Connell? guy that has started to show some promises as a starting quarterback. I don't know if you're ready to walk away from that. You got to get something out of him. You future, you got a future with him. You've got your, you're paying him nothing. What do you have to pay Russ? What's that going to look like? That's also true. You know? And so that's something that you, 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 you got younger, cheaper, long-term, for you, for your franchise, could be better for you. And this is well. And this is going to be sort of the the millstone around the neck of Russell Wilson. Anyway, is the cost? What are you going to have to pay to get Russell Wilson to come onto your football team that you wouldn't have to pay with either the starting quarterback you already have or a quarterback that you're going to draft in April that's going to cost you significantly less. Or at the very least, even if maybe the cost, right? Because, you know, first-round rookie contracts are, are still pretty high. But, you know, if you have, let's say that even if the cost of a first-round rookie quarterback is about the same, maybe just a little bit less than Russell Wilson's contract, the value you're getting is you're getting that rookie quarterback, and let's say they do well for, you know, four years on a rookie deal, fifth-year option, and then you sign him to a long-term deal, now you've got him locked in, as opposed to Russell Wilson, where you've got him for maybe, what, three years most? And that's assuming he plays well enough in those three years to justify it. He could very well flame out in a year. 
Well, Antonio Pierce stayed with O'Connell. Even O'Connell, he had a really bad game against the Chiefs on, on Christmas. But the, the numbers this season, not bad for, for a rookie guy. 62% completion percentage, which is not phenomenal, but you know, that, that, that'll get better. 2,218 yards, 12 touchdowns, 7 picks. That's not bad. No. In, you know, very, you know, limited amount of, of, of time this season. And he threw for 244 and two touchdowns against the Broncos in that, uh, that regular season finale. So I can, like I said, I can see where Russ would provide, would be an interesting player to plug in. But it's also what they're thinking about how, and Tom Telesco is now their new GM, who knows something, knows something about quarterbacks. Drafted Justin Herbert, had Phillip Rivers there as well in, uh, with the Chargers. Then he knows how important quarterback play is. And so he'll evaluate. They'll, they'll evaluate, and, and like I said, Antonio Pierce showed confidence because he, he could have went back to Garoppolo and he didn't. That they, I think he likes what he's seen, he's seen from the young quarterback. I wonder, though, if... Not because not to disagree with what you're saying necessarily, because I wonder if not necessarily because it was Jimmy Garoppolo's fault that Josh McDaniels was a bad head coach from the beginning. And we could have told you that here in Broncos country Raiders fans. But how much of Antonio Pierce not going back to Jimmy Garoppolo was just him saying we need to basically rid ourselves of the stench of Josh McDaniels entirely. Sorry, Jimmy, that kind of includes you. you know? I, I think I think they know what they have with Garoppolo. They didn't know what they had with Aiden O'Connell. And, yeah. and, and, I, and I think that's, let's, you know, we're not going to the playoffs. Let's, let, you know, Antonio Pierce is taking this team over on the fly after McDaniels got fired. Let me, let's see what we got the young guy. Let's see how the young guy... He had a bad game. Let's see how he deals with adversity. And he went out and, like I said, put up respectable numbers this season. And so it could very well be a case that they decide cheaper, more upside, potentially in the the long term, and that they go that route. But they're they're good at whatever Denver does. I'm sure the Raiders will do their due diligence on, on Russell Wilson. And and consider that as a an option and a potentially a, an upgrade. We'll we'll see how that all plays out. Okay, to Belichick for a moment, since we talked about him a little bit last hour. It's around the NFL with Jim and Cake today on the Jim Davis Show on the team. That um, Atlanta had the two interviews. They hire Raheem Morris instead. Uh, Dave Canales goes to Carolina, so those two jobs are filled. Callahan, Brian Callahan now in Tennessee. So you have at the moment you got Seattle as a and Washington as your two vacant jobs at the moment. Mm. And so reading the athletic today a little bit, that um now Washington remains a possibility because of the East Coast location that many people think that that's what Bill Belichick would prefer. Boats out on the East Coast. His life is out on the East Coast and also his his ties to the Washington, Maryland area because mm-hmm. of his father. Navy. Navy Navy coach. And so some of those things are kind of a, a, a factor there. But um right now as far as Belichick goes, I mean he'll he'll turn seventy two on April sixteenth. And it could be a case where like we, we got the text from RJ where Belichick could just say, you know what, I I think I'm going to sit out of here. I'm going to see what else is out there. And, you know, right now, Belichick is considered a, a long shot for Washington or Seattle right now, according to league sources. And by the way, there's a name that's still floating out there that uh, has also not yet been hired as a new head coach or as a or given another chance to be head coach. That's Mike Vrabel. Yeah. Now, if I'm... If I'm Washington, I want to go get Mike Vrabel on the phone and be like, hey, Mike, let's let's talk. Because the um, 
Josh Harris Group in purchasing of the Washington Commanders, Washington franchise, they want to do everything they can to out darn spot, if you will, to borrow from Shakespeare, all of the horribleness of Dan Snyder. Did a monkey type that line for you? I'm not going to answer that. Um, curious. You know, they want to get rid of the Dan Snyder just waft. Hiring Bill Belichick to be the commander's head coach would be straight from the playbook of Dan Snyder. You know Dan Snyder would hire Bill Belichick in a heartbeat because he wants the Spurrier. Right. He brought back... um, He he likes the shiny toy. He likes the big name. He likes the big name. You know, But he's he's no longer there, so... And so that's what I'm saying is that Josh Harris would look at the signing of Bill Belichick, and if he's smart, he'd go, hmm, this seems an awful lot like something my predecessor would do. Let's maybe look elsewhere. And for... Washington, I think Mike Vrabel would be a great fit. I do too. I think Vrabel would be outstanding head coach there. And it's kind of surprising that he hasn't gotten. I mean, I don't know if they've if there's been any reports of him being interviewed in Washington yet. I haven't heard anything, and I'm frankly, like I said, I'm kind of surprised that that hasn't happened. I think Vrabel would be a good fit in Washington, and then as far as Seattle's concerned, I mean. Does Pete Carroll, now that he's kind of moved into like this advisory role in Seattle, does he have a say in who his replacement is? Apparently, apparently according to Tom Pelissero with NFL Network, that Vrabel did interview for the Falcons job. So did Ajiro Vero as well, former Broncos, D.C., Carolina Panthers defensive coordinator. But they ended up hiring Raheem Morris, And a lot of people thought that Mike Vrabel would, somebody would snap him up just like that. Bam. Same with Bill Belichick, though. I mean, you get the the second winningest coach in NFL history. And here's two guys that right now don't have a job. And you're not hearing anything about them getting a job. And there's two spots left right now. And and there's not anybody right now that's going like like the Cowboys with Mike McCarthy could have easily said we can do better. There are better options right now. Frable's better, Belichick's better. And you know Jerry Jones would have hopped on Belichick like that. There's so, there's something here that's scare that's scaring everybody else off on Bill Belichick. And and I still I still think it's what I said last hour. I think a lot of it is their they're concerned that his best years of coaching have passed him by. Completely agree. And that he and that they're not going to give him the autonomy as a general manager, as a roster builder that, that he previously has had. And that seems to be an issue that Belichick wants it. Others are not willing to give it to him. Mentioned the the report that when meeting with the Falcons that there was some demands of restructuring things within the organization. I know that Rich McKay, the, the team president, his his duties are being kind of restructured a little bit. Mm-hmm. But Belichick wanted, I think, a far greater restructuring of job responsibilities. And so I, I just think that right now teams are just a little, little gun shy, even though this guy's won six Super Bowls. He's the second winningest coach in league history. I think teams are just kind of like, eh, I don't know. And some of this is the Brady stuff, too. His record without Tom Brady? Let's well, okay, let's start with Brady. With Brady. 219 and 64. That's six, six Super Bowls. That's pretty, it's pretty good. That's pretty good. Without Tom Brady. Okay. 47 and 57. And no Super Bowls. And no Super Bowls. Now, I mean, it's a losing record, but not by much. And if you look at what the Patriots did defensively this year, because Belichick is a defensive guy, 
look at what they did defensively this year. They were in very close, low-scoring games. Problem was, is the part of the reason they were low-scoring is because their offense was poor. It'll, it'll be interesting. Now, the here, here's a, a question. Let's say that Washington decides, you know what? Let's call him back. Let's interview him again. Could we see maybe Bill Belichick reunite with Mike Vrabel and bring him on as defensive coordinator? It's a possibility. I don't know. It's a possibility. Washington right now seems like the only one that makes any sense in regard to Belichick. Exactly. It just seems like the only one that fits. All right, so uh, let's uh, look at the NFL championship games this Sunday. Um, start out, of course, with the the first game of the day. The very first one. Uh, the Our coverage on the team starts at noon on Sunday, by the way. And that's Kansas City, the three-seat at the top seat of the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore's favored by three, which you're always favored by three at home. And so... Uh, you have a couple of dynamic quarterbacks. Uh, both have been MVPs. Uh, Lamar Jackson certainly looks like he's probably going to be this year's most valuable player in the NFL. And uh, But you've been facing a guy that's been there before in Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes talking about uh, the mindset heading into Sunday's matchup at M&T Bank with the Baltimore Ravens. At the end of the day, we want to compete. We want to go out there and win. We don't care how it's done. We don't care if we have a lot of yards, a lot of touchdowns. We just want to win and um, you can see that when you hear him talk. Um, it's it's about everyone's success, not just his. Um, and I, I respect that. Um, and it's kind of, like I said, he was here before I got here. So I, I can see that from day one I stepped in the building. Um, and so um, when you have a bunch of guys that, that really want to win no matter what it takes um, and no matter who gets the shine, that's when you get the great football teams. All right. So that's uh, Patrick Mahomes. The Ravens just the fourth team since the 1970 merger to have a first-team All-Pro quarterback and the number one scoring defense in the league. Three previous teams that had that combination? Just the 72 Dolphins, <laughs> the 78 Steelers, and 96 Packers. You know what they all did? Won the Super Bowl. Yes, they did. And so uh, Lamar Jackson coming off the uh, incredible historic performance against the Texans, two rushing touchdowns, two passing touchdowns. Ravens defense limited Houston to its second lowest yardage total of the season at 213. But this also, he's, they're facing the Kansas City Chiefs team that went into Buffalo where they had not played a road playoff game since 1993 in the AFC Championship game against the Bills. One of them got it done. He, had, he got a break. He got a huge break with Tyler Bass missing the field goal that would have tied the game up late. But nonetheless, they went in there and got the job done. And I think if you're if you're Baltimore, it's, if you're Kansas City trying to stop them, they've they've had to use a variety of different backs because of injuries, losing J.K. Dobbins early on, but Gus Edwards and Justice Hill have kind of taken over that. And then you add in what Lamar Jackson does in the ground game, it's the top rushing offense in the league, and their defense. I mean, it's it's an offense that supports their defense and vice versa. Neither mm-hmm. unit is the weak link. And has to carry the water for the other one. Chiefs defense will make it tough. Um, Chiefs defense ranked 11th in EPA per play allowed against opposing quarterback scrambles or runs. So they, the Chiefs defense does a good job against mobile quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes. And for Kansas City, you have a, a line that's capable of, of giving Mahomes time to make plays. Rasheed Rice continues to emerge as a big factor for them. And then uh, old uh, old grizzled Travis Kelsey had two touchdown catches against the Bills. So it, Kansas City comes in with confidence after getting the job done at Buffalo. And um, it's a nice of the Ravens defense, league's top defense, Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald talking about the impact that Roquan Smith, his linebacker, has on on their defense. He's the guy we look to when we need something to be said. He he knows what to say and when. You know what's unique about him is what shows up on the field is backed up all the talk. When you play the style of football that he plays, you know it's contagious, and the guys see it and it pops off off the screen. 
Uh, when you talk about expectations and playing like a Raven, that's what it is. All right, so we'll have uh, that game first on Sunday. Once again, our coverage on the team will start at noon, and that'll be followed by the NFC Championship game at Levi Stadium, uh, where the, the top seed, the 49ers, take on the three seed, the Detroit Lions. 49ers have not won a Super Bowl since 94. The last time they did, Steve Young threw three touchdown passes to Jerry Rice, and they beat the Chargers in the Super Bowl. And uh, still, the Niners are going to be making their, their seventh appearance in the NFC Championship game since 2011. Niners have gone two and four in those games, uh, three of which have been under Kyle Shanahan since 2019. And for Shanahan, he has a chance to pass the immortal Bill Walsh for the best pre- or postseason win percentage in team history with a win over Detroit. So you have Brock Purdy coming off a game where had some problems holding on the football in the, in the rainy conditions against Green Bay. But they get the job done. The, the Niners get the win at home. And now the question is going to be the shoulder injury to Debo Samuel. Will Samuel be available on Sunday? Uh, that remains to be seen. As far as uh, that shoulder injury goes, that um, you know, there's, there's uncertainty about uh, if we'd be able to go on Sunday because that's going to be a big piece that they'll be missing if he's not available to go. Right. But uh, they still got George Kittle. you still got Christian McCaffrey. you, you still got Brandon Ayuk. I mean, they're, they're okay. And um, for Purdy in the division rounds against the Packers, he posted a negative 6% completion percentage over expectation, and that obviously causes concern. And the Niners do have the most efficient passing offense in football. What's the weakness that the Lions have? They are not particularly good at defending the pass. Oof. So Lions head coach Dan Campbell, talk about the, the, the faith that ownership has put in him to build this team and to get this team to where they are right now, North Division champions, and also playing in the NFC Championship game. It means a lot. I always wanted to do that. Um, I always wanted to prove her right. You know, it's not an easy thing to do to take a chance on somebody that nobody knows about or, you know, thinks deserves a shot or whatever it is. Um, and so to trust your instincts and trust people around you and to pull the trigger, and it means a lot. All right, that's Dan Campbell. Uh, Jared Goff, his quarterback, 287, couple of touchdown passing that one against Tampa Bay. Jared Goff can become the fifth quarterback to lead two franchises to the Super Bowl, by the way, if he can get the job done Sunday. Do you know the other ones? Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, um, and then okay. like the bunch of like dudes, <laughs> a bunch of bunch of dudes. Well, like, well, not like Hall of Famers, you know? Because I think it's um, well, Peyton Manning shares something in common with one of the other guys on this on this list that they both played for the Broncos. Two, two. Two different teams. But they both t- took the Broncos to the Super Bowl. Uh, going, back, going back to the 70s, man. Uh, oh, Craig Morton? There you go. Ding, ding, ding. Craig Morton was with the Cow- with Cowboys the, and Broncos. Took the That's Cowboys right. to the Super Bowl. And Morton was the first to do it. And, you know, and see, the second was Kurt Warner. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, yeah, Kurt Warner. Rams, and then Cardinals. The Cardinals, Peyton Manning, Colts and Broncos, and then Tom Brady, Pats and Buccaneers. So Goff would be the fifth one to do that if he can get the Lions into the Super Bowl. So, uh, but the 49ers stand in the way, and uh, 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan talking about uh, what the, the environment's going to be like at Levi Stadium on Sunday. But, but our crowd's very important. Our crowd is, our crowd, I think, is the best in football. They travel extremely well. They don't have to travel this week. I hear the Lions fans travel pretty well. Um, I mean, we love having home field advantage. Our defense, more than anything, our players coming out of the tunnel. Um, we want to win it here. It's, it's a huge deal. It affects everybody, and I think always in sports. I mean, everyone likes playing at home, but in football, uh, when it's loud, that truly is an advantage. I mean, that truly messes up what one side of the ball can do um, on the other team, and that's why it's very important that we're loud. All right. It's important to be loud. Debo Samuel, by the way, limited in practice yesterday, so we'll see what happens on Sunday. 
Once again, championship Sunday in the NFL. Our coverage starts at noon with Westwood One this Sunday on the Team Sports Network. All right, uh, we'll talk some hockey with Jackson Wilson, River City Sportplex. Avs get the Kings tonight uh, before the All-Star break. But uh, what about Nathan McKinnon the other night? Holy smoke. That oh, guy. Oh, and then they, then Kale McCarr just becomes the highest-scoring defenseman in Avalanche history. So, Kale McCall. Kale McCall. You, you okay, oh, I'm man? Good. Okay. I'm good. Wow. All right. Uh, you ready for a Where in the World is Tyler Branson? Born ready, Jim. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Where the hell is he? Well, I can't find him. He's not hide forever. I will find you. Where, where the hell's all this scrappiness and coming from this morning? I'm, I was born ready, Jim. I was born ready. It's been a heck of a long week. That's where it's come from. Every week. I'm running it like... It's a heck of a long week. This is not untrue. All right. Where in the world is Tyler Franson? It's your chance to win a case of beer today. Getting some delicious new Belgian uh, beer from High Country Beverage. Some fat tire for you. A couple things. Obviously, you got to be over the age of 21 because this is beer. And legally, you cannot have beer unless you're over the age of 21. And for our contesting purposes, you Unless can, your creepy uncle buys it for you. Yeah, if you're and and that is a whole separate thing. You know, that, I like those kids you hang out with. Yeah, that's uh, that. You know, CPS. No, might you get should not there. be doing that. No, Uncle Ned. No, make, make good choices, Bad kids. Uncle Ned. Make make good choices. Anyway, uh, good looking kids. God. Ugh. Anyway, um, yeah. yeah, so over the age of 21, and if you have won a contest here on the team within the last two weeks, please sit it out. Let and other people get a chance to, to participate. Like Uncle Ned, sit it out, Ned. Sit it out. Just, just so we know what you're going to do with that beer, Ned. <laughs> All right, so now that we've gotten the uh, disclaimers out of the way, where in the world is Tyler Franson? I was never great at fractions. In much the same way, turkeys are not great at flying, even when thrown out of a helicopter. Nonetheless, this college basketball arena is very good at hosting games. The team it calls home had a record 422 and 81 as of the end of the 2019-20 season. Where in the world is Tyler Franson? I swear I didn't know they couldn't fly. As God is my witness. As God is my witness, I didn't know they couldn't fly. All right, 832. First correct text, 970-242-1340 gets case fat tire. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back, talk some hockey with Jackson Wilson, River City Sportplex. That's next on The Jim Davis Show. Who do I listen to? The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader. Whoever suggested that has got to be smoking crack and plenty of it. The team. All right, welcome back, 836. Jim along with Cake today. Predictions on NFL Championship Sunday. Who do you want in? And we're going to have our picks coming up next hour, but who do you want to see playing in Las Vegas? If you're a Broncos fan, are, are you going to root for the Chiefs? No. I just can't. I just can't be like, well, they're in the same division, and you know, we got to root for teams. No. No. Those are the rivals. I'm not going to root for them. Absolutely not. No. I like Mahomes, but... I like Andy Reid, but I'm sure in the hell not going to root for him. Not, Plus, not, they've gotten theirs already. They, this is their sixth straight yeah. AFC championship game. Yeah. I do have an affinity for the Lions. I do like them. I like Dan Campbell. After I after I, I just kind of ripped Dan Campbell and they hired him, because I thought, what a what a clod. When you know, we're going to go out and we're going to bite their kneecaps off. And he was like, what an idiot. And then, okay, but he's an idiot after my own heart, because I just... I, I've learned to love Dan Campbell. I love I, I watch watching some of the hard knock stuff with him. I really enjoyed it. And I just um and the job he's done there has been incredible. I'm definitely pulling for the Lions. Not that I hate the Niners. I mean, I like Kyle Shannon, Mike's kid. He's done a nice job there. You know, the Ravens, I don't I don't dislike the Ravens. So we'll see what happens. You got Jackson Wilson River City Sportplex. Who you uh who are you rooting for? Who you got money on this weekend there, I got, Sport? I think I think we're gonna have a Lions Ravens Super Bowl. Let's go. Okay. That's my that's my prediction. All right. Let's that could go. be fun. Detroit had the Red Wings game last night, broke out in Jared Goff chance. <laughs> Just go, Jerry Goff. Jerry Goff. Whole arena. 
They're ready. Well, they don't have much if you're a Red Wings fan to be excited about. So that's <laughs> they need Fair something. Point. They need something. Or or a <laughs> Detroit sports fan, Sands Lions. Yeah, exactly. The Pistons. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about uh, the Canales hiring for your for your Panthers? I don't know much about him other than him helping fix Geno and and Baker this year, which is funny because we had Baker last year. Yeah. <laughs> so. I don't know. I guess they're hiring him to fix Bryce Young. Um, Bryce Young says he's excited because of the things you're again. The, co- yeah. the coaching and with the Panthers is not the problem. David Tepper's the is the problem. problem. And, and supposedly, from what I read, because we just hired Dan Morgan, former linebacker right. for President of Football Operations and GM over there as well. Um, supposedly, and I don't know if this is true, and it'd be weird, but supposedly, Canales is reporting directly to Tepper. And not and not potentially Dan Morgan. David Tepper, stop stop throwing crap at people. I hope and let football people run the football team. It's crazy. He's not a football guy. He he made himself a bunch of money. That's great. But that doesn't mean you go buy Madden. Go (laughs) buy the video game if you want to have that. And play it in your office as much as you like. So I'm 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 excited about Dan Morgan. You can relate to the guys, former player. Sure. He's got a good track record. You know, Dan Canales, I mean, Jesus, we've had six, seven head coaches in the past four years. So it's like, I mean, just keep throwing the darts. It's just like a suicide mission. It's just like it's just like you know you know how this is going to end. Vabril, I heard you guys talking about the guys available. Yeah, Vabril's available. You know, I get why Tepper wouldn't want maybe a Belichick or a uh, Pete Carroll in there, but you know, we'll see. The, the Dan Canales one kind of caught me off guard. Yeah, I, it, it, I, I wish him the best of luck feels, because it feels a little like the uh, God. Thank God, I already forgot his name. The Matt Rule hire. Yeah, where where it was like I don't know much about him. Supposedly, you know, he's get, but I don't know. Canales has been in the NFL more. He's not a college guy, which I like. So we'll we'll really see. I mean, I just, hope I just wish seem, him all the best. It, it just seems Jackson like it's just not going to end well. Well, also Until David Tepper stays the heck out of everybody's way. So let me ask you this, sure, because you're you're more knowledgeable on the subject of that. It is it worth if you're trying to fix your quarterback because he's a quarterback guy. They think he can help sure. Bryce Young. Is it worth hiring that guy to be your head coach, or should you try to look for a quarterback guru for your quarterback coach or your OC? That's that's what I think. I to me, a Mike Vrabel makes a lot of sense. I know there are people in Tennessee that were glad to see him go, particularly Carthon, their their GM. But they had a lot of success under him, and the last couple of years have not been great. But you know, it's like the falling out that Harbaugh had with the Niners. They went they went eight and eight, and all he did before that was take him to three conference championships and a Super Bowl. But they had the falling out, and some of that's just Harbaugh's personality. Just yeah. you know, he's just a guy that rubs people well, the wrong he, way. Did but, he tell the owner that the meeting was only for men? I think yeah, I think he told and then, and York that, it. and it's like, ooh, get out. Yeah, that's not that's not gonna steer. Oh, Harbaugh, that's not gonna sit well. It's uh, oh, oh, khaki that pants, was fighting words right crazy, there. Crazy khaki I just, pants. I just feel like you hire a first year NFL head coach. He's never head coached before. The guy's gonna probably get overwhelmed to a degree. Yeah. And and then you're still expecting him to be the QB guru and do all the things he was doing to help these guys. It just seems like a recipe for failure. Right, right. It just and and for Canales, it just it's unfair to him. Bright guy, young guy, he's 42, promising you know future as a coach in this league, and it just seems like he's in a position. Well, we'll see. Maybe he, I mean it, he'll exceed expectations. It's not like our roster can get any worse. So. You yeah. know, hope, hopefully Dan Morgan can lock up. Uh, I mean, our defense is not too bad, but. Yeah, well, third-rate defense. If we lose Brian Burns and Derek Brown, it's over. But well, they, and you had a Jiro Vero there, Broncos. Yes. DC. He I did like, interview for the Falcons job and which, obviously didn't get it. But Yeah, which I hope we don't lose him. But, yeah, I mean, but then again, I mean, they're J.C. Horn. They're who they picked the pick before Pat Sertain. Um, he's probably gone. They're probably not picking up no. his fifth-year option because the guy's hurt all the time. Yeah. Like he, he's decent when he's on the field, but he's never on the field. Um, so I don't know. It'll be it'll be really interesting to see kind of what uh what goes on out there. It's Panthers talk on a Friday. Oh my god! Here in Broncos, give me country. give me <laughs> give me Cam Newton back. <laughs> are you are you shocked to hear those uh, words coming out of your mouth? Uh <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nah, a bit, well, a little bit. Yeah, I think that you know when, when the Cam Newton stuff, and we're like, okay, we'll move along. What about Jake no, DeLome? no problem, dude. Let's <laughs> hey, 
Jake DeLone was a dog. He was a All baller. Right. He was. Got All right, you, him, got you guys Steve, in the Super Bowl. Moose and Muhammad. Oh. Guy should have probably won that game. Back was Nipplegate that? O- Super Bowl. 2 3 yeah. against the Patriots. Oh, man. What? It's what it was. I just <laughs> forgot that that was that Super yeah, Bowl. It was that, uh, it was that game. Yep, that who was halftime uh, of that game. It was number 11. Was it Was it Winky? Who Who did we get in that expansion draft? I'm trying to think that oh, first. Oh, it was uh, first Corey Collins. Care, yeah, Kerry Collins, Collins out of Penn State. Baby. Yeah. Hit Kerry Collins back in the day. You know, that's that's the thing. Up until, you know, Cam Newton, or right after Cam Newton, they were pretty good with a They had a quarterback for kind of a little while. I don't know. Well, let's, uh, we digress. Let's, we digress. Let's talk a little hockey, shall we? Let's oh, talk sure. about the Avalanche. Uh, the win uh, the other night, um, you know, with uh, an incredible, against Washington, uh, incredible performance by Nathan McKinnon. A natural hat trick. He had four goals. First guy since Joe Sackick. The only other guy uh, outside of Joe Sackick to score three consecutive goals. Did that in the second period. And you, Cake, I thought you had a really good question yesterday about yeah. who ends up with the better season, Nikola Jokic or Nathan McKinnon. Mm. You got the good point, but I think Joel Embiid's probably going to be the roadblock to, to Jokic being an MVP. And there are a lot of guys playing really well right now in the in the league, in the NHL, but... It's McKinnon right now. Could very well be your your Hart Trophy winner this year. Yeah, I I think so. Um, I think especially with how the Avalanche have been able to still stay at the top of the standings, even though they're they're struggling a little bit this year. And in, in retrospect, um, the only other guy I think that even has a remote chance to winning it at this point is Nikita Kucherov down on on the Tampa Bay Lightning. He's got eighty three points. Max got eighty two points. Um, you know, and it's it's just it's right there. But Mac did jump him on the assist, so you know. But I don't see anyone. I don't see Nikita Kucherov as valuable to his team as Nikita yeah. McKinnon right now. I mean, he he is looking like the best player, and he has the most impact out on the ice. Like Kucherov's getting all these points, and he's doing really well. But he doesn't have that. Oh, he's on the ice. Like I mean, right. you, you got to know. I'm not trying to. You know, downgrade Kita Kucherov. He's he's one of the best players in the NHL, but he's got you know he's got some other guys out there. I mean, when Nate McKinnon hits the ice, like like he's just so fast. Like like guys know, like you, you can't not see him. So he one he makes the impact. They know he's out there, and he's still able to get to the areas he needs or walk through and and score. And you know, he's just he's cold blooded right now. It's it's really fun to watch. And they're getting healthier. They're heading into the all-star break, which will will certainly help in that regard. And they got uh, Bowen Byron back, Arturi Lekkonen back the other night. And so that that helps uh, where the Avalanche are now. Some point where uh, Valeri Nachushkin goes through the, the program to deal with the, the, the player assistance program, to deal with the, the issues that he has right now. Do they need to make a move at the trade deadline? Because I know there's still the, the clamoring for you need a, a two-way guy, you need a Nazem Kadri kind of player. Yeah. And, and I think somebody in the post might have been Kizzle said, oh, they got to go trade. They got to go trade for Nazem Kadri. <laughs> um, not that I wouldn't love having Nazem Kadri back, but do you see that as a real need, something they have to have at the moment? Having, having another guy that you could put out there on a power play to or right after McKinnon, that's still dangerous, I think, would be would be a good value, a good add. Um you know, I I wonder if they're still looking at getting a backup goalie because at this pace, Georgie's going to play 68 out of 82 games, right. which is for this day and age a lot for, for an NHL goaltender. Um, so I wonder if they're going to still try and swing a goalie. I could see them going to look to get some additional help with, with goals and, and production. Um, and who that's from, I'm not sure. You're going to see a lot of teams probably start marketing some players around, you know, that aren't that aren't thinking they're going to make the playoffs. You know, like I know Buffalo, who has a lot of young, good talent, bad year this year. They could look to sell a little bit. You know, I know teams like we were talking about Detroit. Detroit's still kind of in the hunt, so I don't think they're going to sell off. But I think I mean, I think there's definitely opportunities for them to, to find some potential value. Um you know, to get some help. And and I saw a uh, report that they're thinking about signing Zach Parise, the veteran, you know, from the Islanders in the wild. But again, I don't know what that's going to do as much because you want to, like, I, 
I just get worrisome of, you know, signing these guys who are, right. you know, who they could come in and help as vets. Don't get me wrong. But if you're looking to rely on this guy for production, I just, I just don't know if that's feasible. All right. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back and um, want to talk about uh, the Caprock Academy Eagles, but also on uh, Patrick Waugh's return to coaching in the, in the league and your thoughts on that. So uh, we will have our interview with Bud Morez. Uh, we'll move that to next hour. So we'll take a break and we'll come back uh, with more Jackson Wilson River City Sportplex. I'm a big sports addict. I like sports. 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 This is the Jim Davis Show on the team. 101 FM, 1340 AM, Grand Junction. 102.1 FM, Delta Montrose. All right, welcome back. 851, Jim along with Cake and uh, Jackson Wilson, River City Sportplex. Uh, Patrick Waugh, now coaching the Islanders. Is it going to work out this time for Patty Waugh? I hope so. He's he's a good coach. Uh, he's very entertaining. I'll I'll give you that. Yeah. I mean, I was watching some clips of him at practice, and the guy doesn't need a whistle. He he can you know bu- put his bottom lip up into his top two teeth and just blare it, um, which I want to learn because I thought that was cool <laughs> as hell. Uh, you know, out there on the ice coaching, but yeah, we'll see, man. Uh, I think it's a good fit down there in the Islanders with how that organization works where where they really take care of goaltending and defense and they play a strong structured uh game and that's kind of built into their culture down there um i'm excited for him i hope it does work out i like patrick i I think he learned you know some stuff that first go around with colorado and he wasn't you know necessarily terrible like you know towards the end it was bad but you know i definitely think he probably isn't going to try to fight other coaches right out of <laughs> or the, shove the partition over shove the partition over right like go crazy with the media something like yeah i you know just some of those things and 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 if if people don't know what he's been doing he's been head coaching a team um i believe in canada i think it was in the major juniors potentially in the cum jhl uh, quebec major juniors or something where they you know that's a that's pro hockey up there right. with with those teams so he's been still in the professional head coaching mindset and it was a little bit out of left field i will say i i didn't necessarily see him coming back into the nhl um you know but they islander snuck it in mid-season hire yeah, we'll see what happens i would wish him the best was... he was uh montreal gave him a nice little uh i don't know if you saw that he, he was coaching in montreal he played nine seasons or eight seasons there or something and they showed him and get showed some highlights and you know he, they were all standing ovation during the french saying oh canada so it yeah. was cool as far as um caprock academy yeah uh jv program right now but decision has to be made in the very near future about uh the 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 plan to go to varsity or play another you know round at the, at the JV level, what's what's kind of going on that? What's the latest on that? Because I know the, there's been some more evaluation of, of making that decision for next season already. Right. So Chassa has a three year cycle. Um, <clears throat> this next season will be the start of one of the cycles. So Chassa's making a decision off of this season with the Caprock JV team if we'll be eligible potentially for the for a varsity um and you know we're thinking they will give us that for a varsity um spot but with that being said you know we want to make sure all of our ducks are in a row with uh while wilkins the head coach you know making sure that he feels that he has the team to compete at for a um you know and, and just a lot of other factors as well that'll play in um or the number of players that we're going to have coming up uh you know, because again, even even though we we've been doing well with with hockey here in the Grand Valley the past uh, few seasons, we still have a lot of younger players, right? right. A, a lot of these kids at the high school age and Bantam age, um, some are still new, some have gone back into it, um, and we're gonna have a heavily loaded sophomore and junior uh, team next season. I believe next season there might only be um, four or five. I think it might be five seniors, three juniors, and the rest would be sophomore and freshmen. Um, so, so a young team next year, um, which is something we're looking at as well, jumping into the varsity level. But yeah, there's potential there. I mean, this JV team's done really well, and um, and you know the operation side of everything, like hosting games appropriately, making sure these guys get to their games. You know, the, the coach, it's all ran so smooth. And so we've been doing a really good job of making sure we're really crossing T's, dotting the I's, giving 
ourselves opportunity to go varsity um, and, and make that decision come back into our court and not, you know, have, have someone else want to make that decision uh, for Caprock. So, you know, obviously uh, Dan Salazar, the AD over there, you know, the, him and Coach Lyle and, you know, I'll probably be in those discussions as well, figuring out if, if we want, if we can do that. What's, what's the deadline very quickly? So we're starting to run up against it here. The, the deadline to make a decision on going varsity. What, is, what does that look like? Uh, I would probably say within the next few months. Um, because you're going to start getting your ice scheduling going, um, you know, in, in June um, or so is when we schedule these games. All right. So we should mention uh, before we wrap things up here, uh, the Cutter Mesa hockey team yep. at River City Sportplex tonight taking on Western, a team that they have uh, absolutely manhandled yep. recently. But it's 7 o'clock for that tonight. Yep. Yep. 7 o'clock start tonight, 3.45 p.m. tomorrow for the second game. They've played Western twice in Gunnison and won 10 to 3 and 22 to 1. All right. Keep so, it rolling against the Mountaineers tonight. Yeah, we'll see what happens. And to get out there, because if you've not been out to see um, Cover Mesa Hockey, it's just an absolute blast over at River City Sportplex. So uh, super affordable as far as to go out and watch a game and everything. Uh, that is tonight, 7 o'clock, when the uh, Mavericks take on the Mountaineers. All right, uh, Cake, uh, we have a winner, by the way, right? We do. Okay, very good. We will hit this. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the contest. It's another winner on the Team Sports Network. Scott correctly answering Fifth Third Arena in Cincinnati for the home of the University of Cincinnati Bearcats. All right, very good. Congratulations to him. Gets that case of fat tire from New Belgium Beer and High Country Beverage. And if you want to learn about curling, figure skating, open skates, hockey, you name it, rivercitysportplex.com. Hit up the website today. Oh, yeah. Birthday parties. Jim Davis birthday party. Uh, I've got one coming up. Oh, hey. One, it's on the horizon. Let's you know. rent the ice. Maybe play a little <laughs> play a little tunes. You never know. I, might, I will have to consider that as a birthday <laughs> option, Jackson. I'll have to consider that, man. Hey, any, anything for I'm, you. I haven't really thought that. You know that closely about it, so I'll have to keep that in mind. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll, I'll uh, we'll put you up as a goalie, go out and shoot on you. Uh, I think that sounds fun. Actually, I think <laughs> I'd like to try that. I'm an idiot. 